Certainly, it's no easy task for any of our students to become leaders in the world. Their values, their character, their performance will be under a microscope. But what we're asking is even more difficult for girls. Consider the fact that of the 197 self-governing countries, 11% have female heads of state, or that in 2012, just 17% of all the available board seats on Fortune 500 companies in America were filled by women, or that statistics suggest that women will be paid 20% less in the marketplace for doing the exact same job as a man. What do we do? In the face of such structural discrimination, to prepare our female students to lead, this month's Edge features the work of GCLI graduate Dr. Heidi Kasovich and the groundbreaking work that she has been doing to answer this question. Well, Heidi, thanks so much for joining us this morning to talk about the leadership work you've been doing at Nightingale Bamford. My pleasure. And so,、um, tell us how long you've been building this program and what you're doing. Um, so, closing the gap、uh, is a leadership program for tenth grade girls at Nightingale.、Um, it's in its second year,、um, and it is a co-curricular program, meaning that I have the girls the entire grade、um, about twice a month.、Um, I have three volunteers、um, who are committed to leadership work, and they help me out with these sessions. So.、Um, So yeah, that's how long it's been going on. I've been teaching a global women's issues class at Nightingale for a good seven years.、Um, in the class, we do a lot of work in analyzing the leadership gap,、um, and I like to to cite、uh, Deborah Spar's statistic about the leadership gap, which is that sort of across industries in the U.S.,、um, women's leadership ma- maxes out at sixteen percent. She calls it the sixteen percent ghetto.、Um, I find the statistic incredibly depressing.、Um, and in the class, like I said, we do we read a lot of、um, uh, you know s- stories. We we look at different theories about why this is why this is happening.、Um, so I felt like the girls were getting empowered in a certain way, but I also had the sense that. Um, I just wasn't doing enough to teach leadership in an intentional way. So I wanted them to.、Um, I wanted to ensure. I want to make sure that when they leave Nightingale, when they leave what we call the the comfort of the blue doors,、um, that they go out into the world and you know they take charge. They become agents of change themselves. And unfortunately, I found out from some of my graduates that、um, they were they're not doing that. Um, so I thought I've got, I've got to take charge here. I've got to、um, teach. You know, I like to think of sort of an internal resume of of leadership skills. That leadership uh, characteristics um, are there are a plethora of leadership characteristics.、Um, I zone in on a few for girls、um, that I feel like are very important. So the the leadership traits that I try and cultivate、um, include ambition. Moral courage、um, and resilience. So,、uh, why ambition?、Um, and here I'm going to cite Charles Hamburg, who says that、um, success and likability are negatively correlated in American society.、Um, if you think about the way ambitious women, you know, those really who are in leadership positions,、um, how they are viewed by, I have to say, other women. Uh, and men in the media, they're frequently characterized as, you know, aggressive, pushy, bossy,、um, and you know, I could see that、um, girls in Nightingale not necessarily they don't necessarily like to think of themselves as ambitious. 
So I take a kind of a role models makers approach to teaching, uh, trying to cultivate these character traits. So we'll look at uh, short clips, actually using makers videos, they're, they're very uh, useful. Um, we talk about, you know, why is this woman ambitious? How did she exhibit this trait of ambition? And, um, and then we think about, uh, sort of collectively, you know, how can we, how can you as women, you know, be ambitious, own your successes, um, again, without um, feeling, without having any kind of sort of negativity attached to it. So Anna Quinlan says that you know, women need to be um, hard as nails and warm as toast, which I think is really, which is a really great, great way to think about. It. I think it's 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 a challenge um, for these girls, for these nine-year-old girls, go out there and and, and um, embrace ambition. Can you tell us a little bit about how you teach moral courage? Um, so Irshad Manji, um, author of Allah, Liberty, Love, and uh, very gutsy. Gritty um, reformist Muslim uh, with uh, death threats on her life for her for act for activism. Um, she is my she's my role model when it comes to moral courage. I actually um, you know use her as sort of my uh, moral courage maker. Um, but then I also need to teach the girls and have them become aware that there are cultural cultural legal uh, barriers to um, equality women's equality, gender equality um, in the world, and um, that stereotype threats are, are everywhere. Um, so when they exit, you know, this, the bubble of the blue doors, um, they, they will find that, um, you know, cultural biases still exist, that, you know, men are sort of stereotyped as the, you know, the assertive, driven providers, and, you know, seen in opposition to women who tend to you tend to be uh, stereotyped as the um, the dutiful daughters, the pretty pleasers. Sometimes you hear this, or and I think more, more importantly, the kind of the nurturing caregivers. Um, and uh, women need to be aware of this. And uh, I think it in any in any setting, it's going to take some modicum of moral courage to uh, stand up to these stereotypes and um, challenge. You know anyone in their, in, in their lives beyond the blue doors to challenge them to kind of think differently about, about gender. And so I think moral courage is absolutely essential on a daily basis for girls. You become conscious, become aware of this quality. Um, but uh, on a daily basis, I'll give you an example. At Nightingale, um, after reading excerpts from Allah, Liber Allah, Liberty, and Love and having, te having taught moral courage as a character trait, um, I had uh, a girl, Sasha, she came up and approached me about a campaign that she wanted to run at Nightingale involving um, the very, very sort of um, not very popular topic of cleanliness of all things. So um, she wanted my help, uh, and I think it took a lot of courage, I would say moral courage, to launch a campaign. Um, uh, which we, we worked together, which we actually called Clean Up Your Act. Um, it was about uh, making sure your backpacks weren't in the hallway, that there weren't crumbs on the table, that everything, that we actually got to a point where that was not so clean. Um, and I think she was inspired, uh, you know, by learning about moral courage to really get on stage and basically tell her, 
tell her peers, you know, we, we, we need to really take care of our environment and this matters. Right. I mean, I remember when she first came to me, she was really nervous. No one's going to like me for, um, you know, talking about how they don't clean up after themselves. Because it sounds like the way you teach it is you elevate the issue. So we're talking about moral courage. You give huge worldly examples. And then it comes down to the simple mundane. But because it's tied into this bigger issue and this bigger question, it actually opens up possibilities that wouldn't have been there if you hadn't had the big conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we kind of go from the micro to the macro, um, the political to the personal um, all the time. Yeah, but I think that, that consciousness raising is really crucial about just sort of thinking about what, you know, what is moral courage, what is ambition, what is resilience. Um, and the topic of resilience, I think it's exceedingly important for girls um, because they try to be perfect all the time. We see that in our classes on a daily basis. Um, we see it in the media on a daily basis. Be perfect, you know, whether it's you know, your body image or um, you know, how you're interfacing with anyone, anyone in, in the workplace, um, you know, particularly with the boys, I should add. Um, but you know, even your, your grades, you have to be perfect. And if you're not, well, um, you know, studies show that women tend to internalize uh, failure. They put it on themselves. And uh, this then shuts, shuts down a whole part of uh, their growth. Um, in terms of how, we have, how do you deal with a setback? How do you deal with the challenge? How do you deal with the failure? Um, pick yourself up and move on. Um, there was something interesting I read uh, last weekend, which is, and I had a conversation in my Global Women's Issues class about this. I asked the girls, you know, are you, are you asking the boys out on dates these days? <laughs> and they said, no, no, it doesn't happen at all. And in this, uh, I forget what book I was reading, but um, the author said that, you know, this is really not a good thing for girls, that they're not asking the boys uh, boys out. And boys who get used to that, they're rejected all the time. Um, and women just don't have that sort of, that experience with, with uh, rejection. So, you know, having these kind of, putting these two things together, I said, I tend to sometimes, you know, have a, like a little tip of the day when I teach. So my tip of the day for that class was, girls, come on, ask the boys out, or ask the girls out, whoever you want to ask out, get rejected. Um, so I really challenge them to kind of, revisit that and then think um, about times in their own lives when um, they have had to confront challenges, overcome setbacks, and, you know, pick themselves up. It's going to happen. Um, and uh, I have to say those stories were not sort of ready, readily available in their memory banks. Um, and so I hope there's sort of some consciousness raising um, that's that work that's been done uh, for them and that they'll think in the future about um, what they can do and how, how they can face uh, the challenges that they're inevitably going to face in their lives. And sometimes I do believe at all girls schools we try and, you know, create this really um, very, very comfortable environment for the girls, um, which has its incredible benefits. Um, but, it, you know, I wouldn't want to, it, it, it can be a negative thing as well as if we, if we, give them too much of a cushion um, as they're maturing. I wonder if you could share some of your favorite lesson topics and classes that you've done. Sure. So, um, you know, after we investigate some of these leadership uh, characteristics and traits, um, I've devised several lesson plans that deal with teaching um, skills really in an intentional way. Um, I have responded to the girls' requests um, to really learn some practical, uh, practical leadership skills. So, I'll give you a couple of examples. Um, 
Uh, one is uh, how to be a moderator. Put together um, like a one-page um, sort of outline for the girls that they can take with them when they leave Nightingale, but it's also um, something that they can use very practically um, as they um, become leaders of clubs. Um, or um, what, what we've done this year is take those graduates from the first um, class of Closing the Gap. Um, they are now uh, moderators of what we call at Nightingale uh, Big Question Seminars. These used to be led by teachers. Now they're being led by students, uh, juniors, who moderate discussions about um, topics of their own choosing. Um, they submit topics to me. I, we talk about them. Um, we find articles. Um, and then they run with it uh, with the freshmen. Um, and uh, I think it's been, it's been quite successful this year. Um, so another specific um, skill that uh, I teach them in Closing the Gap is um, how to give and receive feedback, um, which is incredibly important as, as a club leader, as a student, and eventually as a member of the workforce. I was even in their relationships. Um, I find that girls really shy away from, uh, you know, what I call the, you know, the constructive criticism word. You know, they don't, they don't like, they don't like the word criticism. Um, I have found that it's just better to talk in general about feedback, or if you're going to say criticism, say constructive criticism. The girls don't really like to, um, uh, you know, if they're a leader of a club, they don't like to criticize their, their, and I often find that my editor-in-chief, um, has a lot of complaints about her writers. They're not submitting their articles on time. The articles lack footnotes, you know, a whole host of issues. Um, and the approach that the editor-in-chiefs have taken over the years is to come to me and complain behind the girl's back and then have absolutely uh, really nothing to say to, uh, to the writers. Um, you know, the expectation is that I'll speak to the writers um, and so, you know, with armed with this information, um, you know, I felt like I, I have to teach them how to give and receive feedback. You know, how do you um, approach then that writer um, who needs, uh, you know, a tap on the back, um, who needs to 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 really toe the line for the, for the group? You know, you're letting the group down. Um, and uh, you know, here are here are our standards. If you want to be a writer for the magazine, so we talk um, in closing the gap about when to give feedback, the timing is crucial, you know, how to say, how to say it so you're not offending um, the individual, kind of needs to, needs to hear um, this, uh, this information. And, uh, you know, so, how, you know, how you use I statements. So this is, this is really crucial. And another part, I think, that's very important about giving and receiving feedback is actually receiving it. Um, the girls are, you know, really, I find them a little bit afraid to, to hear from, whether it's from their peers or from their teachers, you know, this is, this is what, this is where, this is what you, um, sound like, or this is, um, you know, the lessons that I think you could learn as well. Um, so I really want to teach girls to ask, ask adults, ask their peers, how am I doing? Um, it's not a terrible thing to hear, well, I think you've done this well, but I think you could work on this. Yeah. We start with um, self-awareness and personality, uh, the Kiersey personality uh, temperament test. And a really key aspect of the temperament test is identifying, you know, what are my strengths? What are my talents? 
Um, but on the other hand, how am I viewed by others? What are my challenges? And what challenges can I work on um, throughout the course of you know, my life um, that will make me you know, a more effective leader. So one of the other skills that um, is sort of uh, new this year is teaching girls how to negotiate. Um, we had, uh, we we're fortunate enough to have um, Mika Brzezinski come to speak at Nightingale of, of Morning Joe, and she's written a, written a book that I think is incredibly um, uh, important for girls to read called Knowing Your Value, and in it she gives a lot of tips about about how to negotiate. We know that women just don't negotiate their salaries. So, and we know there's a huge pay equity issue um, in America today, which is you know women earn 77 cents to every dollar a man earns. Um, how are we going to close the wage gap? And uh, obviously, negotiating is is part of is part of the uh, solution. Um, so um, I've devised uh, you know again an, sort of an intentional lesson about how to, how to approach negotiation. Um, I emphasize, you know, walking in there and knowing what your value is, having kind of a list of your achievements, um, and uh, also kind of knowing the market value of your work. Uh, studies also show women get exceedingly emotional, um, overly emotional in the process, um, break, even breaking down in tears, not necessarily a great approach uh, when you want to, again, meet your employer halfway and make a, a case for why you deserve, why it's fair. Uh, any, any last words for us about developing leadership in girls and women? Well, I would say that um, you need to head off to Colorado Springs in June and uh, attend GCLI. Um, I really believe um, that GCL GCLI did give me my wings uh, when it came to uh, thinking about, practically speaking, how to um, turn this passion of closing the leadership gap um, into a reality. Um, the program um, enables its participants to um, really take ownership of the learning process. Thank you so much for that encouragement and thank you so much for sharing with us your wisdom and what you've learned about developing leadership in your students. It was my pleasure.